Start we streaming. are going live. We are live. All right, I'm going to post. Yeah, I'm going to post it. Live. Oh, cool. We are live. Oh, look at that. It is live. Or like, wait, live stream is starting soon? Yeah, it takes like 20 seconds to catch up. That's cool, though. When yeah. you're on the YouTube, That's really legit. mute it because it's going to give you crazy feedback. Yeah, I get it. Uh, it's not my first time doing this. My first rodeo. Yeah, man. <laughs> We're doing it via YouTube? Oh, yeah, because you guys did the YouTube over there. Yeah, we changed it up. It's kind of cool. I see a lot of people using that now. People are, like, just streaming, just painting. They'll just go on YouTube now. And Say something. Up. Down, 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 down. We laugh. We All laugh. right, cool. Oh, snaps. What's up, everybody? We'll, we'll just kind of hang out for a bit, because I know most people are going to be jumping in slowly, but sure, at least. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We're gonna have the uh, the party, so I want to fly out. What party? Heaven's Hell party. Oh, yeah. We're looking at November. Oh, what? You're trying to spoil oh. shit? You're like talking out of turn. Talking out of turn. Fuck! You never told me that that wasn't talking like... out of turn. Your you books. Talking <laughs> out of turn. <laughs> All right, let's move forward. No, dude, don't. We don't need to be legit. So, uh, so it's been a while since we kind of had our own stream. Oh yeah, John, do you mind muting? Fuck talk? you. Oh boy. Oh boy. Did you guys see that? Um, you're into sports. Heaven's hell. Did you see that uh, New York Giants and Forty uh, ers game? Uh, yeah. yeah. What about it? That was dope. That was yeah. good, man. Did, I'm asking if you saw it. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, being in the Bay Area, Niners fans aren't very happy about how they're playing. Oh, dude. Yeah, they they, they almost won, right? It was like, yeah, 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 we got 30 seconds left on the clock. No, no, there's no way they're going to come back. Touchdown. Four yeah, seconds left. They've, been, they've been very bad this year. So whenever they uh, do stuff, like they, they've been doing stuff like the past three games, and it's just like I just shake my head. I'm just like, yeah. Just. I, I expect yeah. it. Yep, yep, yep. Can you guys see my screen okay? Let me just double check. I am drawing something, and it might be coming in slowly but surely. Oh, do we do we need to see it? Do I need to see it? I don't need to see it, right? Okay. Good. You can see it if you go to the uh, go to meetings link. Yeah, I can, I can see it. Yeah, I was thinking about switching over to um, YouTube or uh Google Hangouts because it might be a better streaming experience overall because we can like switch between and we don't we can use it as one hub for like you know like talking audio all that stuff right yeah. just like easy daisies but go to me works for like classes and stuff but like I'm not sure so much about the streams I'm sure technology will eventually they're gonna come up with something like super awesome some kind of like platform for streaming and stuff hey what Andrew, we can hear you talking to Patrick. <laughs> He's just like, hey, did you make sure to bury the body? Did you make sure to bury the body to the desert? Because if you did not bury that body. <laughs> we can hear everything you're saying. Hey, hey, Big Franco. <laughs> yeah, we can hear everything you're saying. You're like telling, talking to Patrick about you guys' orgy. This is pro. They only have to be muted. I can totally... <laughs> I totally can't hear you right now. 
as you were saying. <laughs> yes, of course, I can hear you talking this whole Yes, that I'm... happens to John in our in our class. Where like, yeah, I know. It's like, it's like, it, it, like it, I hear Bob Ross in the background. And John's yeah, that's like, weird. Oh, you can sorry. hear like my I'm, videos. I'm playing Bob Ross right now. You guys can hear that? Okay, well, like, can, yes. can everyone else everyone else hear me and John and Kaylin? All right. Everyone, <laughs> so we can get this party started. But my mic is broken as fuck. Just mute your Skype, fool. Come on. No, but my physical mic. Skype doesn't care about that stuff. There yeah. you go. Now he's gone. Now you guys can talk about your fried chicken in your oven, weirdos. <laughs> but can can everyone else hear me? Okay. I think everyone can hear you. Yeah, it's never. We can hear you. I tested it out. All right, great. All right, so hey, welcome guys to the Arcade Fade number seventeen. So for those of you who he may not know, like um, me and Mache have partnered down, and uh, like I usually do robot pencil streams, but what I've decided to do is to do kind of like a art cafe merging with the robot pencil stream so i'm gonna start doing my streams like i would with kaylin and like my good friends and where we just talk about stuff we and then we hang out and paint and just kind of have a conversation it's not necessarily a guest is invited or anything like that it's just kind of we just hang out chat i'm gonna try to do these again like once a week uh seeing my time is coming back coming back to me yay yeah, and then we can just all hang out and chat and uh, have a good times, right? Yeah. Talk about current stuff, talk about industry, talk about games that are coming out, movies that came out, talk about Mars water. Oh, Mars water. So excited about Mars water. More water than we have here. <laughs> In California. <laughs> I heard that joke already. It's not yours. Don't think it's your joke. <laughs> no, I seriously, that's not even a joke. That's like what I'm thinking. Like, it's oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're going through a drought. Uh, I, I saw this really funny meme about it. It was like, how can California be in a drought, be flooded, and have forest fires, or have wildfires all at the same time? You guys are all fucked up. And it's true, man. <laughs> and so, like, it rained, like, it, when it rained, you're like, oh, great. It's like, nope, now the streets are flooded and everyone's getting screwed. And you're like, oh, geez. But then, uh, yeah, we don't have any water. Like people are, are spray painting their grass gr uh, green. They're letting it die, and then spray painting it green to help conserve some of the water that we problems that we're running into. That's some desperation right there. Yeah, man. it's the future. Though. It's the future. We need to do it. So, so anyways, so there's a so there's a few announcements. Um, uh, one is that I we've already talked about this in a previous stream, so I won't talk about it too much. But you know, we merged together. Art Cafe, Robot Pencil, Learn Squared is like also a platform that I'm kind of slowly transitioning. It's, it's so much better because um, I have Mache, Ash, and Andrew helping me kind of like all, we're all like working together like full steam. And it's so, so nice to have like uh, ex extra added help. And it was really great because we're also like all really motivated and we're hard workers. And we're all kind of like having this, you know, clash of like, the Titans type of thing. We're all just like really working together and making a lot of things happen, which is awesome. <clears throat> you know, like for, for instance, like the website is a great hurdle that I could have never really achieved on my own. It was really hard and difficult, but then, you know, with the help of Andrew and his roommate and all that stuff, we were able to do stuff like that. And same thing with the streaming. Like I have a hard time kind of managing streams. So Mache is going to help me with that. And so then, and uh, with Andrew and all that stuff again, like we're all kind of, we have like people to kind of help us manage these things a little bit better. And uh, and with that, it allows me to start doing more stuff. Like I've been doing the art mixers here locally in Irvine, yeah, which are great. They're a lot of fun. And 
and also, you know, Kayla and I are going to start try to host workshops around the world, um, you know, traveling and doing stuff where we're trying to talk with people and do great things. And so a lot of this stuff is awesome. Uh, but one of the, the more, more important things that I think I want to talk about is that, you know, after t two years of development, I finally have finished Heaven Tell. And yes. I have it done, did, right? And so I have like literally all the books that I need to start sending out. So what I'm going to be doing for the next month probably is just making an amazing, like, drawing in each book, so sending out to everybody. And so that everybody who, you know, supported it gets a very unique and very special autograph and signature and drawing from me. That's uh, a lot. But I, I've been practicing. I've been drawing faster. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but but I, I think it'll be valuable. Like, I think if people can wait at least another month <laughs> to is get it in, Is it in the hundreds? It's got to be in the hundreds, right? Yeah, it's about 900. So it shouldn't be too you bad. You have to do 900 drawings? Yeah, that shouldn't be too bad. Uh, if I, I'm going to probably get started next week. Yeah, I'm going to start drawing in them all. Yeah, but it's important. I want people to recognize that I appreciate them and that they waited for so long. I'm going to write a long post about it. But like, we have the books. For those of you who did not support the Kickstarter, you can obviously just go online now and just purchase it. Just buy it, and you'll just have the book, and it'll be great. Um, it not so bad. Like Patrick. Patrick Ballesteros trained yeah. 300 thumbnails, right? Yeah, yeah, I can do it. It's, it's not like, well, yeah, we did 400 like thumbnail drawings in like a week. So if I focus myself, I can probably get it all done in a month. And they're not going to be like elaborate, like full rendered, <laughs> but they're going to be, you know, like obviously a little bit more like than like a little doodle. And um, just because I think it's important. Right. But I just wanted to kind of announce that. And we're also going to be having kind of like a launch book party thingy where if you, uh, you know, bought the book through the Kickstarter, you can actually go to the event. We're, gonna, we're planning on doing it in the first week of November. Uh, right now we're looking at November 7th. And we're trying to do it. We're going to be doing it at Brainstorm School. Like uh, John and James are really nice to like kind of help out with that and give us a space so we can kind of do. They have a lot of room there, so we can kind of hang out and party, you know, too. And then for those of you who purchased the book, I'm going to write a long post for those in the Kickstarter. So if you have haven't heard anything of this, I haven't posted it yet. So give it a second because I'm waiting until I get all the details before I announce anything official. But right now I can just kind of talk about it loosely. And so the goal again, like I said, would be. To, you know, if you've got the book uh, through the Kickstarter, you can just, and you live locally, it, it will help me out a lot. And plus, it'll be probably a lot cooler just to come in person and just hang out, you know, and then get the book and all that stuff. And I'll, I'll, I'll do all that kind of fun stuff and we'll hang out and talk about things and hang out with some other badass artists. Mm. Just all have a good time. So that's, that's what's going on with that. And so, like, now with this chapter of my life finally complete, you know, like, not finally, but mostly complete, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of newer and better things to do. Like, for instance, you know, running this larger platform, Learn Squared. But more importantly, I'm trying to do more diverse things like, you know, uh, travel, explain, like, to the world that this is possible. And one thing that I'm going to probably going, go back to is IP development. So with... Heaven Tell, I learned a lot about building IPs and development of that kind of stuff. And and in Heaven Tell, the book, actually, there is, like, a subtle story there. So there might be a possibility I might go back into that and develop, like, a comic book or some sort of web, like, comic or something like that. But I, I haven't really put any time into that yet. So And I'm not, I don't plan on doing any kind of Kickstarter for that either just because I feel like it's better for me to just, like, I learned, like, it's probably better just to get it done, make it 
work. And then if you need any kind of backing or anything, then go through it that way. That's the biggest lesson I learned. But I'm probably not going to do that anyway. I'm probably just going to make it and just release it, you know. <clears throat> and so with like Learn Square going so well, like we have a great turnout. A lot of people are really supporting us with this. And we're on the and behind the scenes making sure that it's a great platform at the same time. You know, this is going to be really, really, you know, exciting for for people that want to learn, right? And, like, for instance, like, I'm taking a class from JAMA, and I'm like, dude, it's, like, epic, man. It's, like, it's so much, like, information. Uh, and, like, he, he only talks for, like, you know, like a good 40 minutes in the his first lesson. And I'm just like, what the hell? And then um, all the raw footage, man, I was going, I was cycling through it. I was just impressed. I didn't know I could do so many things. And so it's pretty exciting. Uh, I can't wait to, you know, dive even deeper and hopefully, you know, become even better at, like, you know, using 3D softwares. And uh, it, he really kind of helped introduce 3D code to me a little bit more, too, which is great. So I highly encourage you guys to support Jama and his class because I think most people don't realize that he is, like, an epic, badass, legendary person, right? He's, like, one of those artists, you know, that you meet, like, at a studio, right, Galen? Like, and you know, like nobody knows who they are, and you're just like, I don't know. I've been I've been following Jama since since I was in school. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah but like I, you know, I'm talking about like some of your on DeviantArt since the day. So I'm it's... I'm actually just excited as you are. Like I I gotta hit you up about that. Like, can I take his class? Because uh oh, yeah. Because I know I know he got really <laughs> good. I, I believe didn't didn't he go to the didn't he study at the Atelier? Um, and the Massive Black didn't he study there? I don't know. Something like that. Or got a scholarship. But it's like the like the art directors you had when you were working at ILM, like how nobody knows most of those guys. Oh yeah, because those guys don't have websites. So then they're yeah. just there's just fucking Yoda's walking around. Their, their portfolios are the movies that we watch. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you just watch that movie and you're like, Oh, that's that's my portfolio. It's like it's like the guy Jung song at ILM that no one knows about, and you're like, Who's that? It's like he made Davy Jones and you're like, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and so for me, uh it's like really epic to, to be learning from this guy. And so anyway, um, but aside from that too, like, you know, one, one thing that I wanted to, to talk about was also like, you know, this other option that I've always wanted to do. I wanted to do kind of like this in-house, like IP slash portfolio kind of like, you know, pitch package development class, like in person where we all work as a team. Right. And so that's like the next stage, I think of robot pencil itself, like the actual, like my, my, Internal business, because as far as I'm concerned, RoboPencil is now like a facet of Learn Squared, right? And what I want to do is slowly bring instructors that teach people here at the studio, like people like you, Kalen, and uh, Dan, you know, who I already have like as my kind of current instructors, but teaching people to actually make real like things, right? Like build like real 3D environments or games or um, work on real pitch packages um, for yeah. film. Yeah, and just like, and but you know, worst case scenario, uh, you have a great portfolio and we can put it under like work experience because I would like, we'll tailor it around like a actual work environment. I would act as a project lead and so forth, you know, and we would actually try to make it something, you know, with everybody involved. And then, uh, that's like my next step with the goal because that's more, I think the, 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 the thing I want to make clear is it's more practical, right. Yeah. Than a lot of what you get out of the schools today. You know, and I'm trying to create like a more practical setting, and so that when you know, do that all star thing I was mentioning before, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was considering that this will be a, a aspect of what you were talking about before. Oh yeah, definitely. Like that that would be 
that would be a really good experience for that for the students. When when are you when are you to take over that whole building? You just gotta take over that whole building. Yeah. Like in that corner. You gotta take you gotta get like two more rooms and then have a physical space. Just take the whole building. <laughs> but we walk in there already and it's like people in suits and shit and then like we're not in the suits. <laughs> and, like, and I'm always Smash Brothers in the background and like you know people like lifting weights and they're like what are we doing there? It's like it's cool. That's the dream. Yeah, the guy literally next to us is like a lawyer, and so <laughs> he must hate the shit out of us. I think so. You got You got to invite him over for like a drink and let him play some Smash Brothers. He's like really good at Smash Brothers. He's like <laughs> Smash Brothers. Smash the brothers. Yeah, he's just jealous that he can't get to like play Smash Brothers with us. So you got to invite him over, and then we'll be on our side. If he's a lawyer, then like he could be like the robot pencil lawyer, right? Hire him too, dude. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, and and that's pretty much it. And and I, I wanted to kind of just hang out again and talk about some things. So uh, there's been a lot of stuff that's been happening. Uh, so I wanted to talk about a few things. Um, so the first thing I think is really cool is that you know we have this new uh like just like crazy amount of cool stuff is coming out in the next year or so right it's like kind of insane it's hard to keep track of it uh, i remember we had like dinner the other day uh, with like uh leo from art station it was me andrew ash Miche. we were all hanging out and we had like shadow was there for a second and some of their documentary crew were there. But anyway, we were talking, and I remember Ash was like, yeah, imagine, like, the day when we grow old and, and like, you know, like, the kind of stuff that we don't think, you know, like, we're just, like, our minds are blown by, you know? And I was like, you know, I don't think that's going to happen to us, like, this generation of people. I think we won't have that happen because it's happening, like, literally every day. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I feel like my mind is getting blown every five seconds, like, go on the Internet. You know what I mean? There's always something new that's coming out that's like insanely in- interesting or awesome, you know. And I just like I feel like like our generation's used to just constant change in like innovation, right? And because of that, it's like I think we're going to be jaded. It's going to be harder to really kind of we have to do <laughs> some really crazy things to kind of even be interested, you know, for it to be like really mind blowing. I can't imagine what it would be. But maybe that's part of the problem, right? Like, it's because I can't imagine. But it, it's cool. Like, one of the things I want to talk about still is, like, 3D space, like, of the VR. VR stuff is, like, awesome, dude. Like, you and I, we worked on some VR stuff, right? And that was pretty cool. Like, we were able to kind of, like, work with some clients and do some VR things. And it was kind of mind-blowing, not just for them, but for us to kind of kind of provide a VR concept, which was, like, the first one that I really kind of did. And it was really cool. Yeah, no, I thought it, I thought it was great. I, I think it has to eventually go in that direction where where communicating ideas has evolved, where it doesn't have to be like a. It went from like drawings on paper, right? Now it's like digital, and now we're going even more like interactive, where you can be inside of it. So, I mean, that's it. Seems like it's a natural progression, I guess, right? Yeah, man. Yeah, but um. Aside from that, though, you know, like, what else, like, the, like some great uh, news with space, dude. Like, I don't know if you guys have been following, like, NASA. Like, we were <laughs> just talking about it just a second ago, right? But, like, Mars water, guys. Mars water. Mars water. There was <clears> time, like, I, uh, we were hanging out with, like, we had a morning, we have these morning meetings. And, like, uh, when they first announced it, we were, like, doing a meeting, and the meeting started, and I was just like, dude, they discovered Mars water. And then Ash is like, 
so? You got water here, dude. And I was like, what the? Yeah, that's ridiculous. I was like so bad at him. But I think he was just messing around with me, apparently. Yeah, he was like dicking around. He was like real serious though, sounded. And I was like, dude, you don't understand how awesome this is. He was like, whatever, dude. And I was like, no, dude. Mars water is epic. And I heard like that recently, or at least from John. I don't know if he's a reliable source, but we'll we'll count it. <laughs> and he said that they discovered like uh, water on Pluto as well. And this is just like, like this is like water is everywhere all of a sudden, you know, like on all these planets. And this is a great like we we know there's like we have like these ideas of and these theories of where water could be existing on some of these planets, but now we're getting like real concrete evidence, and it's like pretty exciting. And for those of you who are equally as excited as I am about it, like this is going to be epic, guys. Like we're going to there's going to be some crazy things going to happen in the next several years and Mars water is going to really be a part of that. But anyway, like I think for me, like what's really cool about all this stuff though, is that like my imagination as an artist cannot be tapped anymore. Like it's just like, there's always something to explore. I'm just always thinking of like, like a new concept or a new idea that I want to explore, like try out. And it's just because, like, I'm just constantly bombarded by all this great news. I don't know how you guys feel. Like, are you guys overwhelmed with, like, all this, like, crazy amounts of, like, information that's being provided? Like, for instance, like, what do you feel about Mars water, bro? Are you asking Kaelin? me? Or... I'm asking Kayla. <laughs> I'm asking Kayla. I don't care about your opinion. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Dave Franco? I don't care about you, Dave Franco. <laughs> Did Kalen leave though? Oh, now I, I guess I have to ask you. Seems like oh, no, you sorry, my, thing, my thing was muted. My bad. But yeah, oh. go Andrew, go for it. Me? What do I think about Mars water? Yeah, um, I'm pretty stoked about it. I mean, I don't know what we're gonna do with it yet, but <laughs> I like the idea that there is water, water there. All right, let me let me break it down for you guys a little bit, okay? Let me explain. I, th I think people don't like people's like, okay, cool, yeah, water. You're gonna I break think, it down for us, yeah? Because I think people are expecting like aliens, right? Like, like that's what the people are hoping for, right? They're like, oh, dude, they're gonna like, there's gonna be Martians, and they're gonna just like, hey, that cat crab is actually real. I mean, let me tell you, let me explain to you, like at least the the what what I've read are really kind of the greatest aspects of this, right? So one of the one of the coolest things and coolest ideas from uh, having discovered Mars water is, well, there's, like, the conditions that the water is in um, isn't something that life cannot exist in. Like, life can totally exist in that shit, right? And so because of that, it's like, and there's a high probability if that water's been there for a while, that there's quite, a, there's going to be life there, right? So, that, so that's, like, so science, like, the, the, Scientists are pretty convinced at NASA that there's probably going to be life there, right? But it's the kind of life that we find. That's what's exciting, okay? Because there's there's two outcomes that can really happen, right? One outcome is not as as interesting as the other, but they're both extraordinary, right? For for instance, the first outcome, which is probably the more most likely one that's going to happen, which is the less extraordinary, would be the one where we go and we find life on in this Mars water. And it looks just like, you know, home. It looks just like Earth Earth creatures and Earth beings. You know what I mean? Like, they have very similar genome and uh, DNA as us. And, and, and that will give us a great clue to our origin. Perhaps that's where we started was Mars. And then Mars, like, got hit by a giant rock, shot that rock to Earth. That 
the rock landed on Earth, seeded our planet, and so forth and so on, right? Which is cool. It's great. Right? That's a really cool thing. And then, and if that's true, then that will answer a lot of questions that we have about life in general still. Like, it still will be a great discovery, but it just won't be as great as the other one if this were to happen, which would be just as awesome or, like, much more awesome. And we'll literally just, like, change the way we think about life in general in a huge way, in, like, a massive way. And that, that is if the life we find in this Mars water has no resemblance to us at all, but it's alive. It's like in, in our definition of life, will start to kind of be, be you know, up for grabs. You know what I mean? Like if this is like a silicone-based life, or this is some sort of life, like that exists outside of what we know what life is, but it, it does everything that we associate life to do, right? And that's really interesting because then it talks about all the different like it's like it's like finding uh, I don't know good analogy for this but it, it'll be like discovering like a whole new set of rules right about life and with those new rules comes new science with new science comes new discoveries and with new discoveries comes like a lot of awesome stuff our yeah. self our smartphones will get way better i'm waiting for the next gravity like <laughs> oh discovery gravity. yeah sure <laughs> that'll that, be pretty dope that 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 will i think the next step of that is where we go from barely going to a different planets to Jumping to planets like no big thing. Yeah. So it's cool, man. And like, uh, I think like there's like this article. Oh, I'm sorry, this interview I was watching the other day, and these people were like so pissed about like how Bill Nye was excited about Mars water, and he was, he was like Ash. They were like Ash, <laughs> and they're just so pissed. And he, he was just like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> right? And you know, because I think people are like, "Well, we have problems here at home. We have problems here on Earth. We have problems here, here, here." Right? We should focus on that. And, uh, like, here's the thing. We, we are focusing on a lot of problems at home, for sure. And the amount of effort that we are putting into our science program is, isn't taken away from all that help that we're trying to give out to the people now, right? The, the point that I think Bill and I was trying to make, which I was trying to make to Ash when I re realized he was trolling me, um, <laughs> was that whenever we do this, like, whenever there's, like, huge scientific, like, discoveries, we make huge scientific leaps in technology, Right? Including stuff that is helping people today, like like climate change is because of scientific like scientific discoveries, and because we have more information, like we look at planets outside of our own solar system, or I'm sorry, outside of our own like you know home, like we don't look at Earth, we look at Venus and Mars, and what the hell's gone there, and what happened to those planets, and we could say, well, you know, look what happened to these planets can actually happen to us, and then here's the symptoms of what may have caused that, and we can look at that objectively, and be able to kind of predict, right? And because of these, we can start to make some assumptions, and those assumptions then lead to, again, discoveries, right? So, like, exploring space is pretty important because it pushes our capacity as, as a human species to, like, push our technology, pushing our thinking, pushing our theories. And I think it's really important. It's really cool. You know, and I'm, like, I'm, like, so excited, man, because I'm thinking, like, my kids might be able to, like, live on Mars. Or live my kids, like, like their kids. You know, and like that's like ain't no thing. And we would have figured out a lot of our own problems here on Earth, you know. And living on Mars wouldn't be anything good, though. You wouldn't want to live there. But it just it'll just be a thing that we can't actually do it, you know. And mm. it's just really fucking cool, man. I saw The Martian too, and it made me even more excited. And I was like, dude, that's so crazy. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen it? It's good. It's really good. It's a good flick. 
Yeah, but anyway. So as an artist, like, you know, like, I think it's now our job, because I'm watching these movies, too. Like, I'm watching these new movies, and I'm, like, I'm getting excited about all this discovery. And I'm watching these movies, and none of these movies, not too many of them, really are pushing our imagination anymore, man. Like, remember, like, like, remember when movies would, like, push even scientists' imaginations to start thinking beyond, like you know, the, the basic information that we have, like, or like discoveries that we have now, like, you know, like think about the hoverboard from back to the future, right? Like, mm-hmm. like how scientists were like, they're, they're scientists that have spent their lives like trying to make the hoverboard, not because it's practical or not because it's, you know, necessarily needed just because it's cool and they want it. I need it. And, and because of that, they actually discovered like this new way of magnetism with like frozen like uh, materials and all this stuff. And that actually has some huge practical application. And all they did was try to make a hoverboard. Mm. <laughs> you know, like, they, like, like, this is what I mean. And I think it's like our jobs as artists to do our part now, right? To start making movies, start to making video games and comics and like stories that are like pushing the envelope. Like, remember Star Trek used to do that stuff all the time. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, even at one point was talking about how, like, in Star Trek, you know how they had, like, sliding doors? As a kid, he was just like, impossible. Never will we have doors that slide open, right? <laughs> and, like, we have that stuff, like, in grocery stores, right? Like, pretty much a standard. And that's what I mean. Like, we, we, need, to, we need to keep doing this. We need to, like, that we have to do our part, right? We have to, like, start to tickle the imagination of, of great thinkers and engineers right so if you look at like people like uh, christopher nolan like he's doing his part he made interstellar and like and, like literally shortly after that was made like there's a there's a great article about like how scientists were like wait i never even thought about thinking of black yeah, holes made a discovery way. right about- yeah, they, they, they did they didn't they were they didn't think about it that way because you know like sometimes when you're all caught up in the math and the the science of it all like you you don't you don't think of the abstraction sometimes right and that abstraction was like presented to them in the movie you know and even Kip Thorne was like, you know, uh, who's a producer and also astrophysicist, was like, like excited by the potential like ideas of what they were doing with the movie. You know, he was he gave it a thumbs up, thumbs up endorsement. And yeah. and so for me, it's like, like yeah, that's exciting. And I haven't seen a movie in terms of like like really kind of make me think and really wonder. I mean, Interstellar did a lot for me, but I already knew a lot about like like. Um, you know, time dilation and warm like wormholes and all that stuff because that's like I'm into that stuff. So I'm so mad that Ash is Neil deGrasse Tyson's friend. And not mine. <laughs> oh really? It's wasted. He's wasted his friendship. <laughs> uh, no, he uh, he uh, directed a a short for like the teaser like that. Oh, uh, I heard that yeah yeah. yeah nice. he, directed, he had an opportunity to hang out with him. So he keeps joking around though. He's like as if he like calls him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're out in your bullshit science. He's like, let me call Neil real quick. Yeah. But it's 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 like the kind of stuff that I'm always into, man. I'm like listening to that stuff because that's like the only place where I can get like really kind of like motivated in terms of scientific like understanding and potential. So I think it's like a really cool thing that's been happening. Yeah. So I mean, what's your thoughts on like Mars water or even like the blue skies of Pluto, Kalen? Like, what do you feel about that? It's it seems. Like science is fucking awesome. I mean, just but I think I think what interests me is just like the way the way things are going now with Earth, right? It probably doesn't seem like it's going that well. Just how much we just kind of fuck it up. So I'm I'm wondering if if these little discoveries will one day lead to us like 
being able to leave this planet and live somewhere else. I, I think that's kind of like the biggest thing that I think about is just like, what if, what if like Interstellar like poses that question, right? Where like you yeah. can't you can't live on Earth anymore, so we have to find a, we have to find somewhere else to go and figure it out. So I'm I'm wondering what these things will lead to, whether we'll be able to kind of make life happen on like Mars or any other kind of. Yeah, I think um, practically speaking, the most practical solution is to stay on Earth, right? I think like we don't we don't have any real quick solutions to just leave earth <laughs> right exactly. like that there's there's no like that is not in our immediate future and um so we do have to fix earth right what this will do though is like i said earlier it will start to like we'll start to ask certain kinds of questions when we make these discoveries about what we know right because like if we have to try to grow life and food on mars and we do it then we can do it here at home you know what i mean if we could do it in a barren wasteland, then we can definitely do it here. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and and one of the best ways to do it is in the and, and it's like one of those things. It's like being like an artist. Like when you when you paint a lot and you make a mistake, right? You discover a new solution to like another problem, right? And so like that's what this will do. Like we will have like all these opportunities to discover new solutions that we could have never thought about or even contemplated potentially without a without these like explorations right yeah. and and they could literally save us right and it better because <laughs> well i'm not kids. sure obviously if it's going to happen in our generation, <laughs> but it'd be cool to think that right like your kids and your grandkids yeah. like could possibly live on another planet for whatever reason yeah, yeah mars will definitely be the next one like they actually said that they're uh, i forgot where i read this but there was like this article about send people that have lived there right just like live there and well live no there. like there there's actually better like places to in our solar system that could probably be better to, to live on um but harder to to do it because they are so far because there are moons of like the the gas giants like neptune and saturn and uh jupiter mm -hmm. right they actually are probably more suitable and they're already kind of more well equipped potentially than mars because mars is literally just a barren wasteland right that once was luscious and had all this awesomeness you know and and so, but the problem is, like, I guess, like the they're just they're just so far away, right? They're like really like like so much further away, and so like if anything bad happened, we would be like, well, because if you watch The Martian, I won't ruin it too much, but there's like you know the whole kind of plot was that he was just so far away, right? Like he was stuck on this on this planet, and anything he needed, they, they, it would take him literally almost years to get to him, right? So he had to like figure out how to live there for a year, like almost a year, you know before like he can get like some salvation you know what i mean so imagine and that's just mars and that's our like like pretty close brother right yeah. so imagine like you know the next planet or moon whatever from there is like you know freaking so much further so if that took years it would take the other ones like much much longer obviously and so yeah it's just it's cool though man like i want more movies like this i'm glad that people are like into science and like space stuff because I am like real nerdy about this stuff, man. Well, I think yeah. that outlet for it's better too. I mean, you think when we were in high, when we were in school, right? The only kind of science like media you would get would be like from Bill Nye or from some like <laughs> like cheesy nineties. Still do it, right? Still doing it. He's still around, man. I mean, he's still doing it, but like, but now there are like there's like that that YouTube channel, right? The science thing. There's like all kinds of cool little channels and stuff like that where like physicists do like little kinds of tests. They just talk about stuff. There's a lot more information out there, where people it's more readily like cool information. You know, bringing back you know the cosmos, right? Carl like 
um, the old Carl Sagan, but now it's Neil deGrasse. Like, there's a lot more stuff. Neil deGrasse. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, Tyson. Why did I say Tyson? Like, it's... No, you said Neil deGrasse Tyson. Neil like like Neil like deGrasse is like Drake. Like a high school TV show. <laughs> <laughs> like Drake. We used to I know I say deGrasse. <laughs> but yeah, there's, there's there's a lot more stuff that kids that like some of the stuff that like my cousins will show me sometime. I'm like, what? Like, where did you find this? Like, I don't I remember when I was a kid. Like, it's like Mario Kart. <laughs> like <laughs> Bill Nye. Like I had no clue. Like it's, I think it's awesome. It's really cool. That too. Like, I had no clue either. A lot easier. Anyway, yeah, so it's like we're living in good times, man, and prosthetic arms. You see that where um, that's another cool discovery that I'm really excited about. Tony Stark one. <laughs> yeah, where the the, the where uh, where Downey Jr. goes to that kid like house and gives him a prosthetic like Iron Man arm as Iron Man, like he goes as like Tony Stark. And yeah, that's awesome. Like, freaking great. Yeah, it's like, and 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 these 3D printers and are making it so much easier. I was even thinking of like learning 3D not just to to make cool like concepts and stuff but actually make practical things for like amputees and stuff like that that can be it's, really yeah it's cool, cool. that 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 guy that built that one is the guy that just builds it for people that need it too like he just gives it away yeah. free yeah dude it's it'd cool. be like rad to like design real prosthetics for real people like outside of just like making cool fantasy stuff sure but like it's it's getting to the point where like you know we can start making these practical things and there's like that um, VR drawing thing too and shoddy was telling me about it. we were hanging out with one keen thing that thing yeah. Is nuts. yeah and i want to i want to play with that so badly and uh shoddy was telling me about it because he, i guess he had an opportunity to see it and he was telling me it was like epic and i'm like oh, <laughs> walking to my mountains i know i know man god dang it it's like i can't keep up so i'm trying to say dude like like there's not going to be a time where we're like overwhelmed it's already happening like every day even like my, I just got a new phone. I got upgraded my phone to um, the Samsung uh, Note Five, and like, dude, it's freaking! I can't believe how, like, it's freaking insane how much I can do with it. It's it's really like it's really a computer in my pocket. You well, know, that's, that's a thing too. Is that you know you don't have to work for the kind of these bigger companies anymore, just because all technology is getting is getting more powerful. So like. I think back in the day, right, like working on mobile games, people would be like, uh, mobile games, but now like mobile games are like, are getting like really, really mobile good. Mobile games That's are great. the games. Yeah. They're like actually yeah. making tons of money and they're like, and they're, and they're making money and a lot of them are making money in an earnest way. You know, the, the free to play model is very a powerful model. People are getting, um, you know, they call it subscription fatigue, right? Because like everything's a subscription based system, right? And because it's like everything is like subscription based system, is like people are getting fatigued, you know, because everything you own or like all the softwares or apps you own are like asking you to pay every month and stuff. It's it's really rough, right? And so like stuff like um, what you call it, like you know Netflix and stuff like that. You know they're they're trying to change their model. They're getting, they're gonna have to, because like a lot of people are switching over to this more like I buy it once and I kind of own it type of thing, you know, because yeah. the internet's connecting more and more people. Right, and because it's connecting more and more people, more and more people have opportunity to purchase these things. So you can make a lot of monetary gain, um, but at the same time, you know, have people own what they purchased, right? Uh, but it's, you know, at the same time, subscription model does work and it's great. You know, of course, it's not going to go anywhere. Um, but like, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to like, I'm just like excited because so many things are happening and I can't contain my feelings, and so. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like 
overwhelmed because of all this like this every day dude you know and and like when i'm like on my phone and i'm like flying around and i see all these like fail videos you know and people talking about the world sucks and stuff like that i'm like you know it really doesn't you know like of course we have these really big problems still but i mean it's statistically if you look at the stats like it's actually pointing at the opposite right we're actually pretty progressive in in most of the world you know and because of these progressions we're like being able to do a lot of amazing things you know and i think people like are right to try to fix the the ones the problems that we still have you know but we we should be optimistic you know we should definitely be optimistic the only th real problem that i think we all kind of have to worry about is the global warming problem because that could really screw us over but i don't think that will cause a mass extinction if i think the worst case scenario would be a lot of people will, will you know, get screwed and, and potentially die and a lot of things will go wrong. But there there's enough people in the planet and, and if something like that happens, there's, a, there's enough of us to make some dramatic change to survive because we can't change it. It's already happening, right? It's already in motion. Can't do much about it. But we can do something to survive and live with it. And that's one thing that humans and no other species can really do is we're very adaptive to, like, environments. I mean, for God's sake, we have... We have astronauts in space, and we're planning and sending them to live on a planet where, like, human life should not even be, you know, at all. And we can do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I don't think moving to different planets will be the immediate solution, right? I think fixing our planet now and people like uh, the real-life Iron, Iron Man, uh, Elon Musk, is trying to do stuff like that with, like, the Teslas and, like, the home batteries and stuff like that. You know, switching like um, to solar power or to some more natural energy providing, you know, sources for power. But dude, yeah, I mean, I'm gonna prepare for a zombie apocalypse. That's what I train for every day. <laughs> dude, did I ever tell you that time uh, our roommate she screamed when we thought zombies attacked? You really, you really thought zombies? Were yeah. Okay, right, so. <laughs> so we were it was me and Jim we were it was back when we lived at Merrimack and we were all hanging out in this in Merrimack for anyone who knows nothing about what that is <laughs> yeah that's which that's is a, pretty much just only you and me span. and John yeah um Merrimack is like a house that me and uh, a lot of my friends used to live in we like shared this five bedroom house together good party and, house man yeah it was great and uh <laughs> and uh and one night, like, I was working on some artwork. I was, like, just starting out, and I was just working late at night. And then all of a sudden, one of my roommates is just, she just screams, like, the loudest she possibly can. She's like, like call it the Call of Duty one? Yeah, just she super loud. Dude. She leveled up in, in Marvel. Yeah. I was straight, like, I was dead asleep, too. Like, yeah, it was, like, a terrifying scream. And, I like, my first reaction was zombies. So, I like, I ran. I ran to her room, and John was there too, like in his like underwear. He was just like, he, me and him were the only ones that reacted. All our other roommates were afraid, and uh, I think, um, I think Kalen, the other Kalen, he thought it was zombies too. He's like, I thought it was zombies too, <laughs> but he was more sensible. He stayed in his room. That's actually the more, the even though it's yeah, even yeah, though we we, we were more heroic, we would have died. Yeah, we would have got yeah. eaten by whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> if it was really zombies, it doesn't matter. On zombie though, if it's like a Walking Dead zombie, I'm yeah. pretty sure you could you could hold out. Yeah, walking Dead zombies are are shitty, dude. They're real shitty. Yeah, yeah. Like, so if it's like if it's like the the what is that the 28 <laughs> days later? If that one like yeah, you fucked. Like, like you know yeah, you eat a cross country, so you'd be all right. But like 
No, not anymore though. But look, they <laughs> they like how could anyone yeah, how could anyone die from the freaking yeah, <laughs> the, like yeah, walking I, dead I, zombies? I yeah, every time Fair. someone dies in that show, I'm just like, Really? Like you didn't hear that? Like you uh, didn't just move. I got surrounded. <laughs> That's my only complaint. <laughs> shouldn't have ran shouldn't have <laughs> ran into the corner of the room. Yeah. There's this one episode where they like we gotta go get some bullets or food or something and they just jump into like 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 a waist high deep water <laughs> yeah. like it was like in the basement of like a store oh, and yeah. like we need to get something and I'm like no not that badly like what do you think that zombies are like this is how people die that's why I like 28 the... days later zombies way more just cause, like, but, that, but that's kind of whack though because like every like scary thing needs to have like it's weakness right like vamp- vampires can't go out at night I mean can't go out during the daytime Unless zombies need to be slow right it's like having a daytime vampire at that point it's op like yeah like no like the 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 28 days later ones are dope because like they actually are not zombies they're just like like they're just angry like, yeah they're they're like rabies field humans so they actually do die like they're not like undead they're just like so adrenaline filled like filled that they just like sprint full speed and they'll like eat you and punch the crap out of your face but if you give them enough time, they actually will die, like, in a few days, right? So if you watch, like, 28 weeks later or whatever, the sequel, yeah. um, it, it shows, like, when they go back to, like, their old town, like, um, like this is a bunch of corpses because everyone died because they're not really zombies, right? So that was cool. It was kind of like, so their weakness was that they weren't undead, you know? They were just freaking, like, <laughs> rental junkies, you know? Like, just super, like, cracked out and angry. Yeah, so those are dope because... Those are a good foe because because of that, like they have like such a like that's so hard to run away from, <laughs> like because they don't get tired, right? They're just like sprinting as yeah. fast as they can, and they're breaking their legs, their veins are like popping out of their head, and they don't care, right? And this is like if you don't have the will, then you're not going to survive either, right? You're just going to probably get decimated. So it's funny how we went from like discovery and the world is changing. <laughs> To like zombies. <laughs> better. Well, it's, it's, I don't know why I freak. I, I like fear about that for some reason. Like I started taking like psychology classes, like Filipino knife fighting stuff, like how to like <laughs> efficiently stab people and like not get stabbed and like stuff. And I don't know why I started taking it, but I'm just like, this could be kind of useful. And now it's like <laughs> shit goes down. Like I'm I'm ready. I got your back. Like, yeah, I have a. Um... But Andrew, are you still here? I'm curious what Andrew thinks about <clears throat> zombies. Yeah, I'm here. <clears throat> I'm using my mic. Yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on zombies? On zombies? I don't know. I mean, like, in real life or if they were just in a movie. I like the, in terms of zombies in movies, I prefer 28 weeks or 28 days later. Yeah. Just because they propose more of a, uh, I don't know, actual threat. Uh, you guys yeah, already dude. said it. <clears throat> Everyone's already said it. I feel like everyone agrees that the zombies in 28 days later are way scarier yeah it's just than, intense for his speed yeah. Yeah. you know you guys, uh, guys got to watch uh it's called horde but it's like it's just a zombie movie but it's like they're like the fastest and very angry raging zombies <laughs> that's, that's, really intense violence that's lame dude it's like a daytime vampire no, it's really <laughs> Sunk them up i ain't done right let's keep chasing yeah do you see um my favorite vampires are the ones in uh um 30 days and nights have you seen those? I didn't see yeah, that. that. That was cool because they, was they, they went to like the north, right? The North Pole where it was like 30 days of like where they can just go and eat people for 30 days. That's smart for them. Like, yeah, dude. 
like they were like the shark design right like they're, they're i teeth. love the shark teeth yeah. that's like brilliant i was like oh of course and then like they're like just human sharks right like mm-hmm. they smell out blood they're like freaking razor sharp teeth you know it's like gallons of blood will come out of your neck if you like get bitten by them it's like awesome did and you I'm ever see uh let the right one in no i haven't oh that's great it's like a really <clears throat> where it's whereas those are like action movies uh, Let the Right One In is just like a very somber kind of mellow exploration of vampires in a really realistic fashion. It's super interesting. I would check it out. It's I forget what country it's from. I want to say like Norway or you some blink it? Scandinavian country. Speaking, yeah, speaking of scary stuff, uh, you ever see that movie It Follows, AJ? Yeah, it's such a good movie. I love that yeah. movie. That that one's an interesting one. That one that one is kind of it's not scary, but just the thought of it. It's a great idea. Like, it's a great idea. So basically, <laughs> the premise is like, if you get cursed, there's always a person somewhere, like wherever you are, there's always a person like walking towards you, like at a very slow pace. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. That's and like, scary. You know, so like, no matter where you are, and the and the and the and this curse can can take the form of like anything. So it it, it could look like me, it could look like John or whatever, and just it just walks towards you. Like that's all it does is walk. and if so it grabs good. you, I guess it kills you. But like, like, like you'd be in class, right? You look out the window and you just see like this dude <laughs> that you don't know just walking towards you. You're just that's like, yeah, these two curves. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really it's really weird. But I guess the only way you can get rid of it is if you have sex with somebody else and you pass the curse along. And it's like this full on thing where like it just keeps going. But it's like a weirdly weird thing because the entire time the girls like in college right in class and she sees like this old lady just walking towards the window and you're like she goes in the hallway someone's walking like someone's always walking towards it and it's like it's creepy that's creepy. a great movie mm. you cannot run her but like event like they don't get tired i guess what's speak. it called it follows. it follows so it's like yeah check that one out that's interesting right. yeah. it, it is it is it is october so i guess it could be a good halloween yeah it's a good topic. halloween movie i don't i hate scary movies for laughing me but i watched that one for some reason all right well anyways so that was a good discussions. We can we can go to like uh, Q and A, and then kind of just end it on a on a good note of educational stuff. Sure. Try to help out people. Sure. If anyone has any questions about yeah. anything, yeah, I guess go ahead and do some some stuff. But I with that, I'm gonna keep drawing this thing. Uh, first oh, but before we uh, do that, uh, nope. Say, oh. uh, Larry Charles wrote wrote a wrote a book. Um, about the game industry, the, uh, he actually just released that uh, on Amazon, and I would highly recommend people check it out. Uh, that dude has a lot of knowledge uh, about just like relationships, all that kind of stuff, working in the game industry, all that kind of thing. Check it out on I think it's called Game Dev, like Game Unchained, something like that. If Larry's here, I don't know if he's around. I'll I'll take the link, but uh, that's a that's a book that I was checking out, and it's like it's pretty good. So, in uh, terms of education, but anyways, questions. First question is, I've asked via Facebook, but didn't get an answer. Is there a tip that you can advise to help learning to draw? When I draw, I tend to warp my drawing a bit, even when using reference. So this is to AJ. All right, say that one more time. Is, is there a tip that you can advise to help learning to draw? When I draw, I tend to warp my drawings a bit, even when using reference. Okay, I think I know how to answer that. So, I think like you're, you're saying when you're studying, you're like you you warp your illustration or your drawing or whatever. Like so, whenever that happens, 
It just means you don't know what's actually going on there. You just you're you're just kind of guessing, right? And like I see this happen to my students all the time. Like they'll say, "Oh, yeah, I'm studying. I was doing this thing, and I just don't see what's wrong." It's like, well, if you don't see it, then don't don't try to assume. Like don't don't just sit there and just like keep doing it wrong. Then you know, like then go look at what it is that you did, or what do you think you did wrong? Trace. Like tracing is like one of the biggest strategies that I used to employ. Like trace like your reference and then compare the tracing to your actual drawing and you'll see like the significant difference or like the minute differences or you'll see the proportional differences. You'll see like, oh, I drew this head shape as like a triangle when it actually should be more of like a trapezoid, right? Or I drew this uh, trapezoid shape when it should have been more circular, yeah. right? Yeah, don't, don't, don't fall into this trap of like just drawing what you think is happening like draw what actually is happening and and the, some of the best ways to do that is actually stop and look and see what's really going on um and then and once you figure that out then try to create a tangible like tangible strategy to continuously stop making that mistake you know uh, and one thing that i know happens too is if you draw a lot and you start to correct your paintings a lot and you start to see the little problems like you can run into you can you can run into these problems and then be able to correct them later. Like for me, like I don't really worry about proportions or anatomy because I can always just fix them later. You know, I just try to get the general feeling of my drawing right away, and then I'll fix the other stuff once I start to kind of get to that point where it's important to do it. You know, and so yeah, you just don't want to sit in a world where you're just constantly trying to draw this thing and you just don't like. You don't do anything about it. Like it's that's the worst thing you could do, right? You gotta like stop and truly analyze what you're doing wrong. You know, otherwise, yeah, you're just going to constantly be drawing mindlessly and then have a drawing. And then once you're done drawing, you're gonna look at it and you're gonna be like, oh, it looks wrong. And then and then that's it. That's where the conversation is. Oh, I drew a thing. Now it's wrong. Oh well. You know, like no, you gotta like say why? Why is it wrong? What did I do wrong? And there's so many ways you can find that answer. You know. And that's just one of them. Uh, I think like uh, one thing that I do a lot is like uh, time myself. That really helps, like kind of start to reveal what you're doing wrong, like giving yourself some sort of quantifiable time limit. Uh, or you can record yourself. Recording yourself is interesting too. Then you watch it back because then if you start to like, you know, get stuck on certain areas and kind of just push paint around for a long period of time, you'll begin to notice like, okay, at that point, like I was totally. I didn't know what I was doing. I don't know if I wasted that much time there. Uh, next question says, how do you guys go about coming up with original ideas? What is a good way to come up with ideas when your mind is blank? Uh, I think the answer is in within the question. Don't make your mind blink. <laughs> right? Yeah. Like, don't, don't be, like, jump, jumping into an, uh, don't be jumping into, like, you know, an ideational stage of drawing or whatever without any ideas that's like the worst thing you can do right like the first thing you need to do is stop thinking that being creative is some sort of subjective thing i think the only thing subjective about it is maybe i like you know big titties versus small titties or i like small dicks versus big dicks right subjectiveness or more PC version, like sci-fi versus fantasy. <laughs> so that probably should have started with. <laughs> Someone probably came into this chat just like, now. Oh, okay. Like... Well, big... <laughs> Anthony likes big dicks and like small dicks, dicks equally. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm sorry. Okay, so 
<laughs> so so what I'm trying to get at is, you know, drawing like like sci-fi versus fantasy. Like I like sci-fi or I like animation or I like realism. I like, you know, art nouveau, whatever. Like these these are subjective. These are like opinions, right? But what's not an opinion is like aesthetic like design. You know, like what what like a, a aesthetic design could be is like there's a series of patterns and shapes and colors and lights and forms that you can put together and when you do that like you can make something look appealing and people can be drawn to it and then there's like a there's a good like hit rate for that you can count on if you follow these simple rules of design or form whatever that you, people will react and same thing goes with storytelling uh, same thing goes with interactivity like interactivity you know like with like video games you know like all the stuff can be learn and you can learn like the basic and understanding of these things and so let's say you want to be creative and you want to discover and you want to do a you know uh like a, a original idea like ask yourself first question what is an original idea what does that mean to you because it doesn't necessarily mean everything to everybody i'm assuming that uh, uh an original idea when people are asking <clears throat> looking for that i think what they're, they're trying to say is something that has never been done before something that has like hasn't been explored right I think that's usually what people are aiming for when they're trying to do an original idea. And, you know, you've, you've, I'm sure you guys have heard those no such thing as an original idea. Um, no, that, that, there's definitely such a thing as an original idea, right? It's just that the original ideas are made up of other ideas. That's just the reason why that kind of saying comes up, right? For instance, like if I were to, like, put, um, I don't know, teddy bears with lightsabers, like fighting you know, robot looking people in white suits, you know, that like there's people been wearing robot. There's, there's robots. There's people oh. wearing white suits. There's people with laser swords and there's people with like, there's these things or there's been a sword and there's been a laser. Now you put them together. You have a laser sword, you have a lightsaber, right? That's like a new concept. Right. And that's kind of how human society That's like, that's our greatest like advantage over the animal kingdom too, is that we are able to kind of pick off or uh, pick up where we left off with like the last, notes of our the previous generation you know and because of that we come up with new and better ideas you know like for instance like the the, the smartphone isn't anything new in a lot of ways because there's like we have like a um, a camera we have a uh what else we have in there we have like a video recorder we have a calculator we have video games we have all these cool things but but putting them together it creates a whole new experience and a whole new thing and it changes life in a very dramatic way and so if you want to come up with an original idea one of the best strategies is to go back to what i originally was saying is don't leave your mind blank you know like go and research some shit like think up some idea like look and read and watch videos and articles and fulfill like fill your brain with like consistent amount of knowledge and information and you'll be shocked with that alone will provide a lot of sense of creativity and originality because now you're putting things together in your brain that people have never thought about because they only have a few things going on in their brain it's like for instance like think about like this if i were to say you know if you only had a triangle and a square and this is all you had to go off of you know there's only so many variations of triangle squares that you can come up with right before you start to run out but then let's say you add a circle or then like a trapezoid you know or you start adding multi-sided shapes right 
you start adding these and you start adding some more interesting shapes and you start adding some newer ideas right and you start adding all these things together then the possibilities of what you come up come up with increase dramatically right so when you're starting out but what's probably happening like you probably just only see the triangle and you think I keep making triangles and the answer to that is like obvious it's because that's all you have going on you know what I mean and so you you need to like advance that if you want to get become better and better right and so that, that would be my solution for you to like kind of like it's more of like a give a man a fish teach a man how to fish type of thing where I'm teaching you how to fish rather than giving you a fish right like you need to explore what you don't know because that's what's going to help you come up with things that are more original okay that's that's the best strategy that I can employ for you bud I mean do you have any answers for this Kalen or any thoughts um, being more creative uh, I would say a lot of that could be the same thing I think just filling filling your mind up with knowledge is always a good thing and also even trying new things either taking walks meeting new people uh, sometimes I think what what can happen is if you do the same thing day in and day out and you don't ever kind of vary it up then I think your brain can kind of get a little bit relaxed. So sometimes if you can, you know, find something new to do or find something new to watch, you know, those kind of things, kind of just, just like what you said in terms of like, you know, reading articles, watching the news, watching new videos. It's just like, just don't, just don't get in the right of doing the same thing over and over again. And I think that that kind of, you know, variation will always kind of help you a little bit with the creativity part. Yeah. Yeah. Can't hear you. Can't hear you. Is he good? Stop. I can't hear. Yeah, it seems like he's like Stop, <laughs> Stop cussing so much. <laughs> How important so is it to uh, to think of what studio slash project you want to work for before making your portfolio? It's a really it's really important, especially if that's like one of your goals. Um, I would say. The only reason why it's so important is because you you want to like you want to have a clear vision on where you want to be with your work, you know. And if you don't have that, like picking a studio is pretty important. It's pretty valuable. Like if you say, "Hey, I want to work for Blizzard," and you do Blizzard style stuff, like you you have that style now, right? And maybe you won't get a job at Blizzard, right? Um, but at least you have something that you felt comfortable and confident with, right? And that will help you maybe get jobs that are very similar, but maybe it's not the big big old blizzard company but it's like close close enough right and 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 then you can go from there and then you can you can evolve you know you can start changing your style depending on what you feel you know like what you really feel like your artwork should be you know for instance like like i love pixar movies and i love like animation movies a lot i love animation in general um but my work is like <laughs> the first away <laughs> from that sorry. ever yeah and i'm okay with that you know like sometimes people are like oh i'll just do whatever i want a job it's like well no man like because sometimes you'll get that job and you might not like it at all yeah, not to not. say that i won't like working at pixar I, i'm sure if i was capable and i was offered a job i'm sure i could find some way to love it right um but i mean i just wouldn't do the work like i mean i've always talked about like something like for instance like i probably would have not had the best of time working at a company like Naughty Dog, uh, other than the fact that the people who worked there would have been awesome to work with. But just because like a lot of their character design isn't as phantasmical as I would want it to be. But I'm like, one of my number one favorite games is Uncharted. You know? 
Like Uncharted is hands down like one of my favorite games I've ever played in my life, and I can't wait for the next one. You know, Did but you buy uh, no, I'm going to get it when it comes. Yeah, but um, and I'm going to play it till I beat it. I've like <laughs> every game I've played it till I beat. I get it, go home, and play it till I beat it. Seriously, every time. Like John's the, been there for the two of them, and we love it, man. Playing two and three right now to get ready for a four. Anyway, so yeah, Uncharted, yeah, and so like, uh, but like, I know I probably wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be the best candidate, and I'm okay if I don't get a job there, you know. I'm okay. I'm okay with that. You I know, I think the best fit for me was like Blizzard because they have a little bit of style, like Blizzard cinematic specifically, because like they had a little bit of style, but also they had a lot of realism, right? And I'm I'm really about style and realism, a little bit of both. But mostly in realism, right? And so I think I fit there perfectly. I really did, and it was a lot of fun when I worked there. And um, and I think that's what you—that's the whole goal. That's the whole point of picking a studio is just to kind of figure out where to get started. Because if you don't have like anything, then you're just kind of shooting in the dark every time, right? <laughs> and then you just like don't know, and you have like these like kind of hopeless like question sometimes where like I just want to work anywhere, and you get that job. Trust me, you will work anywhere, and you'll hate it. You know, and so you want to have a little bit more like vision. Add to that too, um, like games have evolved so much, so that there are just so many types of games now. You know what I mean? Like there are realistic games, there are stylized games, there are like cel shaded games. Like just the, the amount of kind of different art styles that, that that there are across the board, from like mobile games to tablet games to PC, a console. Um, it. It, it would be really hard to do all those kind of styles. Like if you could do all those kind of things, then yeah, it, it would take you a long time. So that's where I feel like possibly working towards a company that you like, then chances are you're able to kind of aim for that kind of genre. Just just because there's there's just so many there's just so many projects out there that it's like if you don't if you don't kind of you know lock in on one, you might kind of be going around in circles. And I didn't think that actually happened with one of our students, uh, Danny. Um, you know, he he took the mentorship class. Uh, for for environments, and he said he wanted to work at Blizzard. So I just made him do like Blizzard stuff the entire time, and then he didn't. And then uh, they saw his work, and they invited him to the studio to to check out his portfolio. But then he, he ended up getting a job uh, with the company um, in the Bay Area, and the guys I guess that started that company were ex Blizzard employees. So that stuff can happen too. Yep. Yeah. You're listening to this, Danny. Congrats, bro. Oh yeah, yeah! Congrats to that dude. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't yeah, know that. Perfect. I know he had like some good opportunities. I didn't know he actually got something. Yeah, That's it's great. in the it's in the. I think it's the people that make Duelist. Duelist. Oh yeah, Chris Hall. Yeah. yeah. So I guess like they saw his Blizzard yeah. stuff and they were like. Yeah, you know what? I might have helped him out. He he went to Dart Mixer and then <laughs> he Chris helped, Hall he helped him out, but you didn't know it. Yeah. No, I told Chris to come and then Chris went and then he like hired like a bunch of people. Apparently, oh, he's well, he, he loved well, it. He was so go. excited about it. Yeah, well, he's. He's happy. Thank you. You're welcome. See? Well, you yeah, did the so work. Sometimes you aim for Blizzard, right? You go somewhere else, but you got to aim towards something. Okay. What else, John? Can't hear you, John. Can't hear you, John. Are you not? Are you not near the microphone? <laughs> no, I have so to hear. Yeah, because otherwise it's like annoying. I can hear like myself yeah. and his mic. Oh. All right. It says, "Hi guys, thanks for the stream. What are your thoughts on internships and how to go about getting them? I'm interested in." An internship, but unsure if they are primarily for artists or art schools or self-taught artists. Also, just set the place on fire, and then you're good. Yeah. All right, next. I've never, never done an internship. I 
imagine there's there's some good to that. Yeah, I don't I don't know either to be honest. I don't, I, I usually answer this as like you know any work experience is great, um, especially if you, uh, internships because uh, you have to get paid. It's legal. It's illegal to not get paid, um, from what I remember. And so, like, you either get paid or you get paid through credits, right? Like, if you go through a college, then you don't have, like, they don't have to pay you. But you get college credits, which is equivalent to getting some sort of payment, right? Yeah, you don't have to take a class. Instead of taking a yeah. class, you get that that job is your class, essentially. Yeah. And so I think it's very, very valuable for sure because what that does is that it puts you in the environment and you get to learn from other pros, right? Yeah, and you get to meet people. You get to understand their pipeline, um, understand how they do things. Because every every studio is very very differently. So like, let's say you wanted to work at Disney, and then you you get the Disney internship. That would be a really important thing because now you're probably making friends. I assume you might meet some important people that you keep in contact with, and then that can lead to opportunities down the line. So I imagine that's probably a good idea to get your foot in the door if you if you trying to do that. So I say yeah, go for those. <laughs> Yeah, internships are, are great, I think. Uh, I remember I, I had a buddy of mine, he had an internship at Blizzard, and he was thinking about, like, he, he was just like, he had no thought about leaving school. And I was like, what? I was like, you know, you, you can probably work here. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, I want to make sure I graduate from school. And I'm like, uh? And then, and then I think he, he realized that he could, and then he decided to get a job, and he did. And he got a job at a, a Gearbox. Which is great. Possible. Yeah. So he ended up doing real stuff. But like it's kind of like he went in when he I told him, I was like, because you're working here and you're you're actually keeping up pace, you're doing actual production work, like this is counts as experience. Like you can work for a studio. So like, you can if you want. You can feel confident. And you're not work like this is Blizzard too. Like you're not working for some small indie company or anything. You know, like this is like like you'll this experience alone will like be enough for you to work anywhere like if you can survive here you can survive anywhere and uh i think that's still true maybe not i don't know i don't know if he's burned down gearbox they seem like they're doing all right <laughs> i think i think they're doing okay yeah all right john what's next right, next one says when you are creating brushes do you just look for an interesting image and turn it into a brush or finding your desired effects via experimenting with settings, or do you know what kind of brush and how to achieve it beforehand and and look for the picture to create those settings? For example, AJ, you have an oil tank smudge that somehow works like real oil smudging on canvas. Yeah, I just I just found a brush and made it a thing. <laughs> Yeah, yeah I, I don't think I've ever created a brush. I feel like I just get brushes and then I just I just tweak them to to make them work. Yeah, I make brushes all the time, and the the purpose of making brushes for me is to serve like a greater purpose. So if they don't if they don't do any good for me, then I don't use them. Um, but like whenever I need like a certain feeling, I, I've made so many brushes that I have a really good idea of what I can get out of brush creation. And so I think it's important to not so much about like making brushes. It's more about like knowing what you can get out of brushes, which is better because because if you do that, then you when you make your brushes, they're going to be so much more powerful. But if you kind of are like, well, what's the best way to make brushes? Like then it's it's like that's never going to be a really good answer. There's no good answer for that, right? I think the the best answer is always just like, well, what is your goal? Like, what's your goal with the the brush? 
because if you have that in mind, then you can you'll find that you can, you know, basically make that brush that you need to do the thing that you you want it to do, right? <clears throat> and for me, like I'm always making brushes, and I'm always changing my brush presets, and I'm always like evolving that because uh, I'm either shrinking it down or making better ones, you know, because I figured it out like a better way of painting something. Uh, but for 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 all extensive purposes, the best brush that I've ever used is the brush I'm using now, which is just a round round brush. It's the most diverse. I can do so much with it. Did you say extensive purposes? Extensive purposes. <laughs> I think you mean for intents and purposes. Extensive purposes. <laughs> we'll go with that. What did I say the other day, John? That like yeah, top, just the, top gun, top, top gun, top gun. Yeah, he was, yeah. he was talking about a cap gun. You know those old school cap guns? With, like, yeah. I was like, look, I want to get a pop gun guy. So nowhere he's like, it smells like, it smells like you know those things called they're they're pop pop guns. I was like, do you mean cap gun? <laughs> uh, I felt so stupid. Yeah, That's the next question. Uh, next one says, "What's the difference between Learn Squared and your usual experience?" Uh, Learn Squared is is more of like a platform for, you know, people that can afford a a cheaper alternative to like a mentorship. It also has the mentorship thing too. The the difference is actually going to be null pretty soon because the whole idea is I want to switch over to a in school type of like in house type of school where people come to us and we do workshops and we actually make real things and work on projects together as a team and but we like as i i would act as a project lead and and hope for the you know like end with like a goal of you actually having something you know very much to like school projects and so that's really the difference um right now like the mentorship i think the last one that's probably going to happen is the one in november I, I think we have one extra spot open for that my last character mentorship doesn't mean that i will probably stop entirely i probably will still have personalized mentorships but it'll just be like more of a consulting thing right because i do want to put all all of my efforts into kind of switching over to the learn squared experience and getting more instructors there because it's going to be more um it's going to be more efficient just is just the way that we built it you know and so one thing that i really want to make sure is that when we when we have it all said and done it's going it's working properly it's actually going to be a really immersive and it'll uh like powerful learning platform that will really rival a lot of the like platforms that are out there now and also we have a lot of intentions to paying the instructors really really well because we want to have not just a great learning platform for students but a great learning or a great um job for instructors for great instructors right and so that's kind of like the 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 elevator pitch of it, but it's relatively there's there's really no subtle difference other than the the actually one big difference would be the learn squared aspect of it, which would be where I learn as well. I learn alongside, and you get to be a part of that. Like you get to watch me learn from Jama, for instance, and it's like epic because I'm already like like so you have someone like me who is like really like assertive about his education. Like whenever I want to learn something, I go learn it right. And you can watch how I go from zero to a hundred, basically, like how I went about learning from uh, Java. And so, Drake song. Yeah, and so it's like, what's what's powerful about it? I already recognize is that I already know parts of what I did are things that people would normally stop and give up on. Like there's there's a part where I should have gave up, right? Like I was like, I don't know how to do anything, 
and yet I didn't, you know, and you will see that and I'll talk about that, right? And why I didn't and why I know better, you know? And sometimes you don't hear that, but you'll see me do it. and You'll see that I'm starting just as, as anyone else who starts the class, you know, at the very same level, maybe not in terms, terms of aesthetic design and, um, you know, painting and stuff because I'm, I'm good at that, right? But in terms of like learning a completely new software I never touched before, like how did I go about learning it? How did I go about like, you know, not just succumbing to my lack of ability, you know? And, <clears throat> and following, you know, Jama's philosophy, you know, was really helpful. And so I think it's a very powerful tool, like what we're trying to do with Learn Square. And I think it's going to be good for, like I said, just not just for, um, not just for uh, students, but for instructors. We have a lot of instructors already who are reaching out to us. And they, they didn't even care about, like, the income. They're just like, I just want to learn from other people, you know? And we're like, okay, great. Cool. You know what I mean? This, we got we got a bunch more questions. I'm looking at the chat. So shut up. You shut the fuck up. You don't run this. Shut up. <laughs> Why did your voice get all robotic? That was weird when you yelled. Is it still robotic. When is your like, class, AJ? Which one? The Learn Squared. When does it start? It starts in like a, a week or two. It starts next week. We're gonna officially launch and start the classes. Andrew might know more. October twenty first. Yeah, October twenty first is when we launch the the classes but when is like the actual uh, uh your mentorship is the next friday right. so i don't know what that is it's like friday morning it's like 11 like or it was like nine in the morning i think it was i think <clears throat> aj what brush do you use to paint mars water mars water brush duh <laughs> Mitch, right. asked that one <laughs> duh noob have you ever considered jumping from your current style right now to have to a more whimsical cartoon style to fit in an animation studio environment since you mentioned you like animation? To AJ. Yeah, maybe one day. Next question. <laughs> Art internships, AJ and or this to AJ and co-ops are scarce overall in my experience. What are some equivalent ways to get experience in concept art and game art? Work on your own project. Um, the most practical way would be to obviously get an internship or a job or something. But yeah, like Kalen said, making your own project will teach you a lot of lessons on, on, you know, sticking to getting something done, right? And that's really what you know. That's really what it comes down to. The experience, like I think, experience is a really a, a very important thing that people ask for not because it's necessarily mandatory you know they put it on there to scare people away mostly right so when people see experience oh well i guess i can't do that but then there's that conundrum but well how do i ever get that job if i don't have experience right yeah like who are the people that get jobs and have no experience and there, there are people that do that all the time people that like had no experience and then get a job at like a really great studio so how do they do that right so that's the question um, well, Polycount Account, Poly a really good one. Like they have a section, a job section, where it's like, where like it's not paid stuff, but it's like people that are working on projects, and then, like, you could join them, and then that's a good way to like learn, like, kind of how to work with other people. Yeah, but uh, the point I was trying to, I guess, get at was, like, you got to just demonstrate you, you can do work. 
And if your portfolio doesn't have that, then, you know, then hopefully your experience will have it. Like, like for me, like my portfolio is a great example because if you look at my portfolio, it's just a bunch of my own sketches and drawings, but I have my experience. I've been in the industry for about seven years that I can actually fall back on, right? That I have worked in the industry. Now, the less experience that I have, then, then the more like attractive that my work has to be, my work has to look so good. You know, that like it's clear that I draw a lot and I iterate a lot and I go for quality. You know what I mean? These are the types of things that employers are looking for when they ask for experience. They want to know that they can tell you that you suck and that you'll be cool with that. Because some people, when they get a job and the art director tells them that they suck, and I don't mean like in a very direct way. They don't. They don't. It's more indirect. Like maybe your work is not good enough, or this isn't up to our standards, or whatever. And that person can't handle it because they're used to maybe praise because their work is so good, and they're used to praise all the time. And so now you have this guy, and then you know, what ends up happening is this weird resentment, and people start saying, "Well, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about," or "That guy," or this and this. And it, you could be right. You could be telling the truth, you know. But that's not. You know, you're you're getting paid to do a job. You need to do it. You know what I mean? You have to try your best to do it. And, you know, I've been in situations where I felt that happen to me, right? And every time I always would be like, you know, but at the end of the day, I need to make sure I'm trying to accommodate to the person who's actually paying me. You know what I mean? And that's very important. And that's what people, like, want. Like, is, imagine, like, if you were going to, like, a you know department store and you're, like, about to buy a T-shirt and the employee was like, well... You should buy the red one instead because I think blue looks bad on you. You'd be like, what? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, you should just go back in the store and just buy a different shirt. You, know, you can't do that, right? Like, you'd, that person would get fired. And, and it's the same thing. Like, I think because, like, art is so personal, right? Like, we paint and we feel like it's such a personal thing that we, we, we get a little defensive whenever there's a little bit of, like, negative or, like, uh, you know, um, or, like, criticism that we may disagree with and so like that experience is really to kind of say i've been through the gauntlet i know what it feels like to be shit on and i don't mind drawing things over if i have to and i'll draw them over and over and over if i have to that's no big deal all right and so if you look at your portfolio and you say to yourself my portfolio is as good as some of the best people in the industry, then you shouldn't be having so much of a problem. People should be reaching out to you. Seriously, they should be. And then if that's the problem, then maybe what you need to do is put your stuff where people can actually see it. But, I mean, if you look at your portfolio and you don't see that quality work in it, then the last problem that you need to worry about is experience. Because you're not going to get it because your work's not good enough. Okay? You're just not. No one's going to hire you if your work isn't good. You have to have good work. I would rather worry about that than like trying to get experience because someone's going to recognize your talent and your ability and your skill and all that hard work you put into becoming a great artist, and they're going to give you that job, and then you're going to start earning that experience just naturally and organically. Yeah. So worrying about experience, I guess, is a lot, like the, the the short answer would be is is kind of silly. You shouldn't worry about that, okay? Because it's just not. It's just really doesn't make a difference if your work isn't really that good um they're not going to be like well it's because of your experience they'll probably say that to you as an excuse for why it's easier to say to you yeah you don't have enough experience than to say to you you suck right they're gonna say something else before they're gonna tell you that you're a bad artist 
And to be honest, that's worse. They should just tell you that you're a bad artist so you can get that out of the way. I remember like I uh, had a, a really good uh, like critique once when some guy told me that he's like, if you want to be a concept artist, your artwork has to be so good that it inspires a whole team of other artists. And so do you feel that your artwork does that? And I said, no. And that was the first time I kind of had someone tell me that my artwork just sucks. Damn. And I was like, damn. Damn. So then I, I changed everything about what, I will, what it was to become an artist. From that day, like seriously, from that day on, and I just started working on inspirational work rather than um, just, you know, I don't know, just trying to get that experience. Next question says, I don't know if we do questions here, but anyways, not sure <laughs> if you know, but I'm, I don't know. No, we don't. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you even read that? Part? I don't know. <laughs> not sure if I didn't edit it out. Not sure if you know what I'm talking about here, but is that young robot pencil? still going to be a thing or did that evolve into learn squared i think he's talking about the kid teaching children yeah it will be a thing i don't know what it's going to look like later though next question says can you guys stream smash brothers (laughs) is that you is that you writing that question joe no (laughs) no i don't like smash brothers sucks I like Ness. Is degree a factor in getting visa if I want to work abroad later, or is it just skill that I need to care about? For example, say in companies like Blizzard or Ubisoft. I don't know. I think um, no. I I don't know. I I don't try to pretend to know what's going on with international stuff um, because I don't. I never had to deal with it. And so, from what I heard, yes, it's pretty important. If Mache's still in here, maybe you can answer Mache with like text but uh yeah i would say skill helps a lot for sure right the better you are like the more people will in you know be enthusiastic about getting you over but overall like yeah it's i would say try everything you can possibly can to do, get that work visa if you want to move, move over here or work over here but like uh we talked about this in a different stream actually which is that um which is the cool idea that like we have the internet now so it's like not as important right to work abroad like you can work in your home and make just as much money if not more i know i was talking to some of my buddies in brazil like they got like they love the live in brazil and then make american dollars because like the 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 conversion rate is in the favor like it's sad but also awesome it's in the favor for like freelancers I get that American dollar, right? And so, for me, it's like that sounds awesome. But if you don't want to do that, you want to work in house, then yes, yeah, I think it's a little bit harder. It's not just like jump in and out. All right. And then, what should we study for AJ's class on Learn Squared? Get ready to paint a lot. So get in the habit of finding time in your day to paint. I'll be making you guys paint pages a day. Oh, Mache wrote in the in the chat. Uh, okay, yeah, for the foreign person, read it. Or foreign persons, read it. Uh, next question says, should I make my portfolio stylistically consistent or is it fine to have each painting in a different style? Apparently, some do not like to go grocery shopping when looking at portfolios. Yeah, I, I think some don't and some do. 
the, the thing you want to fo- focus on, guys, always is quality. Like again, like whether it's stylized or you have variety. Like if you have like vehicles and weapon design and characters and you have all the stuff, you can do that, man. I know friends who do that and have like all these things in their portfolio, and they get jobs and all these different things that are found in their portfolio. But they're good, you know. Like everything is good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like stop worrying about like these little minute, like subtle things that will get you that opportunity. They will help. Don't get me wrong. They will help in like some circumstances, but you increase your chances so much more if your work is good. <laughs> like that's like, that's it. If you only had stylized, like cartoony stuff and they're all fantasy and that's all you had, but it was like the bomb diggity, right? It was like the best painted stuff ever that inspires like young kids and young animators to want to go and paint and watch that movie or whatever they're going to you're going to get a job man just how it works okay uh but if you have a bunch of stuff and nothing's really good uh that's actually worse man it shows that you're indecisive and it also shows that like you're not worried about quality you're worried about getting a job right and people can tell you know, I, you should be worried about getting a job. Don't get me wrong. Like, I know you like making money is a good thing. You know, it's important. But like, you you should recognize that what gets you that money is because people find like your natural ability and things you naturally gravitate towards, and the things you just naturally do. Think about all the great things that we love in this world, and all the things that people have in, invented. Like Miyazaki does what he does. He loves what he does. You know, and he makes his whole living making just what he wants. Right. Like uh, Steve Jobs, like he said, people are going to w- want this uh, iPod. And everyone's like, what? No. No, they're not, you weirdo. And, and sure enough, they did. You know? Because he said, this is what people need. People are going to want this. You know, people are going to want an iPad. And people are like, what? Why would I want an iPad when I have a laptop and a cell phone? And then, bam, people wanted it. Right? Even 3D animation was taken seriously. People were like, you know, Disney was like, all right, well, this 3D animation stuff, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll entertain it for now. But, you know, the real stuff's still in 2D. And now look at 2D animation in terms of feature film. Like, it just doesn't exist. Not here in America, at least. Right? And so, like, you know, you, you want to focus on what you like to do and then try to get good at it. Okay? Try to get really good at it. Because... Uh, there's plenty of time to do other things. If you want to get good at everything else, then yeah, there's plenty of time. It took me like, uh, it took me nine years to get as good as I am at the things I do, and I still am around, so I still have things I can get better at. You know what I mean? That's <clears> what my goals are. So it's nine. It's nine o'clock right now. And there's three more questions, pretty much. All right, let's do lightning round. Uh, lightning first round. one just says Anthony. What was your journey towards being a concept artist? Uh, that's not a lightning round question. <laughs> I'll try to make it. I, uh, I started off as a janitor, pulled out a dead cat, saw the dead cat, decided I don't want to be a janitor, then went to school, worked in retail for a while as I was going to school. And then when I went to school, I went as a programmer. And uh, although I was a programmer, I saw people drawing. And I said, hey, I can draw. I can do that. Because they were just drawing Dragon Ball Z characters, and I was like, I can draw Dragon Ball Z characters. And I realized concept art was more than just drawing Dragon Ball Z characters, and that's when I fell in love. And then that's when I started drawing every single day for like 12 to 16 hours a day for, you know, for a year. 
that was enough to get me my first real job for Hasbro. And then from there, I got my real studio job working with Kalen at Crazy Pixel. This is all within about two and a half years of time. And then around right around the three-year mark, uh, I think that's when Crazy Pixel went under. And then uh, when Crazy Pixel went under, you know, I had to work even harder because all the stuff I did for Crazy Pixel I wasn't very proud of. And it wasn't the best work that I thought I could do. So I made like a whole new portfolio and pretty much I lost all the stuff too. So it was like a combination of both. And then I <laughs> made a crazy fast portfolio, got an opportunity to do art test for Sony Santa Monica, did the art test for Sony Santa Monica. They liked it. They hired me. I think they hired me because I'm half Korean. I think Cecil's racist. He like, he... I told him I was Korean. I can tell he's like, oh, Korean. <laughs> and I hire you. Um, and then, uh, I'm just kidding, Cecil. If you're ever listening to this, you're not racist. Yeah, you're kind of racist. Um, so, <laughs> and so then I, I um, did that. So then this is about four years into my career. This is when I started teaching. I started teaching online. I started teaching at schools. I started teaching all over the place. I, started, I, I realized I had a knack for telling people how to paint and how to tell them how to do it well. I wasn't the great. I wasn't great at it in the beginning, and but I I noticed like a pattern that I like was able to kind of convey ideas really easily or easier. And I think that had a lot to do with me being in drama and being in band when I was a teenager. So then I went did that. I became a teacher, and then worked at Sony for a while. Then I moved to uh, Irvine, or I moved to a studio in Irvine to work there for a year or two because my daughter was born, and that was important to me to be close to my daughter. And then I. Uh, ended up getting leaving that place after the Kickstarter went well, and then I worked for film for about a year, and then I got a job opportunity over at Blizzard, which gave me that extra year and a half of work. And then after a year and a half of working at Blizzard, I decided to start my own thing, which was Roll of Pencil. And then it's about a year later, uh, now I decided to partner up with Mache, Ash, and uh, Andrew to create an even better platform, a better school with all my years, like the, about nine years of experience in both um, like painting and learning how to become a painter and then the six years almost of becoming an educator. And so that's, that's my journey. It's a long one. Um, and it's, it's, it's still, I feel like, just started. Like maybe I'll, I'll start to slow down when I'm like 50 years old. We'll see. Next question says, have you guys heard of Draw 21? Nope. I uh, heard of it, but I forget what it is. Is there any measure against the art block depression when you hear or read a discouraging critique, lack of inspiration, or idea to overcharge? Yeah, I, um, here's a really quick answer to this. Um, this. This follow simple facts and logic. That usually helps. Um, and if you have a lot of anxiety, take... Uh, take your time like take breaks like an hour break and then get back to painting and then an hour break get back to painting but what i mean by using logic because there's a simple fact of if you were to draw 10,000 drawings out of the 10,000 drawings um would the first hundred be your best or the last hundred be your best and the answer should be simple it should be very easy it's the last hundred right and that simple fact is always going to be true, whether you believe it or not, whether you have anxiety or you're stressing out or you have an artistic block, whatever, you know? Because with that truth, it allows you to know that as long as you keep painting, you're going to improve, you're going to get better. Maybe you don't see it now, 
because you know art is very i think it's very subtle the improvements like they're not so dramatic like let's say like weight training like if you you work out really hard one day and then the next day you feel it like immediately right like with art training you don't necessarily feel that right you don't see it it's not so clear but it it is exist it does exist like if you were to bunker yourself for a year i promise you just for a year and you were to draw every day for a year right and i mean like spend five hours every day and that's like just five hours every day for a year you will improve dramatically this is just a fact you know and because of that fact alone is what drives me to learn and get past like silly things like um being artistically blocked artistically blocked just means you don't know where you don't know what the next step is so stop doing the same things that you're doing because those aren't those aren't helping like it's like uh this, this thing that i always ask my question uh, students the question i always ask my students i always ask them how far is the earth to the moon and usually they don't know the answer to this right and then i ask them again and they say i don't know and i ask them again and they say i don't know and i ask them again and they usually get kind of frustrated because like like you've asked me three times I, did, I still don't know the answer you know why would i all of a sudden know the answer and i said exactly so why do you expect that you, like, you don't know how to draw an arm correctly, and you try to draw an arm. You go, ah, oh, it didn't work. Let me try again. You draw an arm. It doesn't look good. Why isn't it working? Let me try again. You draw an arm again. It looks bad. Ah, oh, I don't get it. I'm going to try to draw an arm again. Ah, oh, my arms, they just don't make sense. I can't draw an arm. It's because you don't know how to draw an arm. It's like asking a question which you don't know the answer to, and constantly doing that for hours is frustrating, right? So the simple, the simple solution is stop and learn how to draw a motherfucking arm. You'll, you'll, you'll be rewarded so much faster if you just did that, you know, versus like trying to randomly come up with an answer, like just randomly, like from the universe, it's just not going to work that way. It just won't, you know, like, I, I think that's my, if I have talent, that's my greatest talent is to recognize that I suck at something. And I need to stop and research. Like I know immediately when to stop. Stop like dicking around and just get to like looking online and reading articles and doing some experiments and testing what I think is the solution versus just kind of like winging it. So that would be my answer to you, buddy. Hope that helps. One more question or you want to stop? Yeah, we can answer this one. What would you say to aspiring artists regarding the effort or the, the, the effort the effort on studying and respecting your <laughs> physical and mental health. Yeah, that's something I'm still working on. It says, because I believe most of us was once obsessed with getting way better in a very short gap of time. Yeah, I'm still struggling with that. <laughs> so I don't really have, I'm still working on that answer. But I would say um, moderation, right? Moderation is just the key. Uh, one thing I've been doing is taking naps. For instance, like, I woke up early today, I woke up around uh, 8.30, and then I, I had a meeting at around 9.15, and then I uh, went back to bed, I ate breakfast, and I went back to bed at like uh, 10.30, then I got up, went to the office at 11.30, and then at the office I got some work done, and then I, we went to go eat some Korean barbecue, and then I took another 45-minute naps, and these these been helping me a lot, is me taking these little naps throughout the day because um, I don't sleep very well and so I need to find time to sleep throughout the day otherwise I get super like aggressive migraines and because I just work 
all the time and it's it's really it's really tiring and like whenever i'm at home uh i don't necessarily work but i play with my kids that also takes energy and i try to i try to hang out and play with my kids i also try to parent you know sometimes my wife needs some help so i try to help out and you know discipline the kids and talk with them and help them help them out and whatever they're doing so all this is like becoming very overwhelming so this is why i'm doing learn squared it's like one of the first steps to getting my time back and so once I figure it out, maybe I'll be more like, like, uh, have a more solid answer. But since I am still trying to discover it myself and I don't feel like I have a solution yet, I'll let you know. I'll let everybody know. I'll write an article about it. <laughs> Last question is for AJ. It says, how much can you drink? I can drink a lot. I drink a lot. That's true. What? Shut up. God, I got kicked out of freaking... <laughs> <laughs> freaking bar like for five seconds of being there <laughs> John, hey. yeah john was hey. like i'm gonna drink like two shots <laughs> you can never go back there john yeah the most i've ever drank no. was at gdc that was like sorry, that's when i discovered that i was like crazy <laughs> drinker i drank uh because we okay so we went to that bar uh, it was john anthony or whatever and then we became good friends with the the bartender who ended up becoming the owner and then we we're like awesome and he was giving us like i think he gave us three rounds of shots after the first two rounds that we bought so i had like five rounds of shots in like within like an hour and a half worth of time which is a lot and it's like a lot of shots and especially because we're like drinking beers and stuff in between and then uh and then from there we were like our buddy david lesperance got us into the valve party at dc and then from there i just drank like a racehorse because it was an open bar and there was glitch mob and glitch mob was epic that was so awesome and then like i just kept on going to the bar and getting just <laughs> just vodka it's like give me vodka all right vodka. <laughs> and uh, i i remember counting up to like i went there so many times and i remember counting up to about like 14 or 15 shots in total and then I, th I think i did two more after that but i, I might have done more but I don't remember anything after that. And that's the most I've ever drank. And I know that's too much because that whole Way day. Yeah, remember that whole day after? Like, yeah. I was just, I didn't, it wasn't able to do anything until like two in the day. Remember? We're just like, I remember Kalen was just looking at me like, dude, like, get up. We got to go to GC. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I was just like, oh, nah. nah. We're going to a hotel this time so that way we can sleep in. Yeah, but like when I went to, um, Croatia, and I knew that that was my limit. I didn't drink past. I drank like twelve shots, and I remember everybody else was like hardly keeping up, and I was still fine. And I went home, and I uh, or I went to the hotel, woke up the next day, I was fine. I was like, oh nice. And so I think seventeen shots, maybe fifteen shots, is my limit of alcohol within oh nights. Otherwise, I get real screwed up. But yeah, I'm a pretty good drinker. I can drink really well. Which is not a very. I, I wouldn't be too proud of that. <laughs> I'm more proud of the fact that I'm a I'm a good painter than I am a good drinker. But good being a good drinker is a great social event because everybody can kind of hang out. And you can take care of people. A lot of people don't want to take care of their shit, man. And it's like all over the place. This is true. So, yeah. um, so. Before we go, though, I think, Kalen, maybe you have some insight on, like, managing, because I, I kind of wanted to have, hear your opinion on, like, how you manage your, your art in life. 
my art in life. Um, yeah, like I answered it, but I think you can answer that too. Well, I don't have any kids, so I, I think that's pretty easy for me. I don't have kids, right? Like, <laughs> I don't have to do shit. <laughs> like, I have a dog that I can put in a kennel and go do shit. I mean, for me, it's, it's I think, having some kind of schedule that you, that, you, that you can kind of vary up for me. Like, I'm very big on working out, so... Like I try to work out almost every day or do something. Like if I don't if I don't go lift, then I'll go walk my dog. If I don't walk my dog, I'll lift. If I don't do that, I'll, you know, do sayak kali. If I don't do that, I'll play soccer. So I think I think having healthy body and mind. But I would say in college though, like I gained a lot of weight because I wasn't doing shit anymore because I was like drawing all the time. But now like as I get older, I realize my health is very important to me, so I don't want to die. So I try to just make sure, like, eating healthy, I think, is the biggest thing that can solve so many problems where you don't have to work out as much. Like, if you just eat healthy, like, at AI, it was, like, monsters and go to Carl's Jr. And, like, that obviously does not work for a long period of time. So it's, like, Jacqueline makes, like, nice, healthy food for me all the time. So um, have a girl that can cook for you. That's probably a good a good thing that might work out for you in the future if you can get one of those um but cook your own food or just eat healthy but i think having a schedule is good like i wake up i walk my dog and then i go do work right i do the class and then after class take a nap go back to class and then do a thing with you right now right this uh the stream and after that i'm probably gonna go work out come back um set up some model scenes for some freelance for tomorrow and then tomorrow do that you know so it's just kind of being flexible i think is is like it's a good thing and um and and being having a flexible schedule, I would say, is a good thing. But yeah, I don't have kids, so I can't complain. Kids are awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of work. A lot of work. So I the the fact that you put the fact that you put in more work than I do, and you have like five like children. You're like you're like five, don't you? I feel like you have like every every time I come come, um, come back, you have like a new kid. It's like uh, yeah, I do have I, a lot. I don't know how you do it, so I do have a lot of people. In my yeah, life. five people in my household. I'm like, who's this child? Right? You're, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like Brad Pitt and like Angela and Jolie. It's like adopt people. All right. Anyways, thanks guys for joining in. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed the demos. Hope you guys enjoyed the talks, and I hope you guys got the answers to questions you may try and dying to ask. I'm sure. And here's the three paintings that I did within that time. And this is kind of a, a glimpse of the type of stuff I'm going to be talking about in the learn square stuff so because this is this course is about making people better and faster painters because in an industry where like 3d modeling and uh photo bashing and all that stuff is kind of like the the really the, one of the best solutions for console art and you should definitely learn those um but it's also really good to just know how to paint very quickly because if you can you can come up with ideas really fast and demonstrate them to your client before you jump into your 3d program or your whatever software right but with that hope you guys had a good one peace out everybody everyone have a great night and then uh we'll let you guys know when the next stream is like i said i'm gonna try to do these like at least once a week maybe monday nights is a night that we can do them i'm gonna start off our mondays really strong we'll see we'll set up a, a affirmative date like the problem is like i just need to make sure that i can keep doing these consistently and just hang out and then we'll have the other art cafes where we do interviews and we get other great artists to talk about their lives and stuff like that so anyways peace out friends adios so how do, how do we